Rejects. I'm Brent. And I'm Dave. Welcome back to Rejected Central. And welcome to the first Rejected Central Mini. I don't know if that name is going to stick, but uh, bite? We'll, we'll roll with it for now. Well, bite. These are going to be short episodes where we dig into a rejection that might not need the full treatment. Mm-hmm. And today, this is the first installment that looks at the reality of getting rejected from the military. Oh. Today, we're going to talk about a celebrity who was rejected from the military. But if you have an interesting or thought-provoking story of your own, do reach out. We would love to hear from you. Contact info is all over our website and on social media, of course, and we'll lay it out at the end of the episode as well. Now, I'm ambushing Dave today, pun intended. Mm, I thought that was a good military (laughs) pun. Uh, Celebrity, military rejection. Any guesses? Polly Shore. No. Is that somebody we should be looking at? That is not a name I'm familiar with. I, I mean, I know who Pauly Shore is, and uh, I'm still annoyed by him, even though I haven't seen or thought about him in decades. But. 30 years, yes. Uh, another celebrity. No, I'm just wondering, Pauly Shore, was Pauly he rejected Shore, from the- Well, I think he was rejected eventually because he was terrible. Mental note. Right. Noting it down. <laughs> Look up Pauly Shore. He was just awful. James Marshall Hendricks enlisted- wow. Yeah. Does that name mean something it to Dave? It means a little bit, yeah. <laughs> May 1961, Jimi Hendrix, as we know him, found himself in the maintenance battalion of the famed 101st Airborne Division, uh, more commonly known as the Screaming Eagles. The 101st is one of those military units that gets the stories, the movies. So it's pretty, pretty, it's big time when it Mm -hmm. comes to military heritage and background. Now, Jimmy's entry into the military wasn't entirely voluntary. Two stolen cars put him in front of a judge (laughs) who gave him a choice, either two years in prison or Mm -hmm. join the army. Uh, That was a style at the time. Let's talk about that choice a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is it really a choice, Dave? I mean, really? No. It it sounds like the beginning of a terrible comedy, really. (laughs) You know, this is your last chance. You either... you know, shape up or ship out, right? You either stay, you're either behind the pokey or in the pokey. Sorry, not behind the pokey. You're either in the pokey or you're in the army. Pick one, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Not really a choice. Although 1961, so it's before things heated up in Vietnam. Uh, so it may have been, because I know during the war, when that option was presented, especially mm-hmm. with a lot of people who were given that option after draft dodging or other things, it was actually a real choice, mm-hmm. right? But in sort of quote unquote peacetime, yeah, uh, not much of one at all, prison versus actually getting paid and you would think anyway. Right. But yeah, I, we have we have details that are going to come. So Dave, mm. make a prediction. Okay. Do you think Jimmy was a good soldier? I'm going to guess No. No? Why would you guess I'm no? I'm going to guess no. I'm this is rejected central. <laughs> well, I'm going to suggest that, um, you know, if he was stealing cars and perhaps, you know, playing guitar on the side, that perhaps his mind was a little more focused on that and not uh, the potential of, like, back-breaking labor, perhaps, you know, well, or being told what to do, right? Because I'm imagining he was a bit of a rebel. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Um, Jimmy was always, always thinking about music from his commanding officer who was clearly perplexed <laughs> um, quote uh, this is one of his faults mm. because his mind apparently cannot function while performing duties shocking and thinking about guitar unquote <laughs> yeah no he apparently 
was always trying to get out of whatever he was doing to play guitar. He missed bed checks. There's a book uh, that I recommend for people who are interested in the rejection milieu. It's called <laughs> Other People's Rejection Letters, edited by Bill Shapiro. Um, and it's full of some really neat stuff. But I actually am looking at right now, I'm looking at Jimi Hendrix's, um, the statement that his com- one of his commanding officers had to submit mm. when they recommended him for a dishonorable discharge. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's <laughs> called a 635208, mm. you know, if you want to know the form. Um, and it just means unfit for duty. Since then, I have found that Hendrix is poorly motivated for the military, has no regard for regulations, requires excessive supervision while performing his duties. Yeah, nothing like a soldier who actually needs a lot of supervision to be a soldier, right? Absolutely. You want soldiers to be able to do the things you tell them to do. I know, it's crazy. You just do the thing. Yeah. Pays no heed to counseling from his supervisors as to his shortcomings. What? I.e. doesn't take feedback very well. (laughs) He's a habitual offender when it comes to making bed check, i.e. being where he's supposed to be at bedtime. Oh my. Yeah, that sounds delightful, right? (laughs) And always somebody needing to know when you go to bed. Uh, Having missed his bed check in March, April, and May. Wow. Uh, It is, as I encountered elsewhere in the literature, um, those were just... Uh, that was the tip of the iceberg. He was doing it all the time to sneak off and play guitar. That is that is insane. I mean, to have the army fed up with you that's a that's an elite level of of what of um, not be not falling in line. It's like a lack of, um, you know, in the army you're all like you're all like, you're meant to act as a team, right? Like you're supposed to act as one unit. So I cannot imagine the level of um, anything that would make the army go, okay, like this guy's got to go. Like he must've just, he must've just had them up above their head. Well, I can tell you from firsthand experience. And actually this is, I think the first time I've actually said this on the podcast, but I'm a veteran. I served in the Canadian military in the early 1990s. And I can tell you for a fact that it really does take a lot during peacetime Mm -hmm. to get drummed out of the military. Um, Especially for, what we would call the uh, unthinking trades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was a medic, and so we had a little bit of a haughty attitude towards people in the infantry and maintenance battalions and those kinds of things because they were not the thinking types. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> that is not the case. But, it, you know, it, there were some pretty extreme characters and completely, from my limited perspective, absolutely unfit for military service. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they probably could have made a career of it. Wow. <laughs> you know, so I, I, yeah, no, it's not a, it's not a strange thing to have people who do things that would make them unfit for military service, but they never get kicked out. So he really had to be something special. So he was a, he was beyond a Beetle Bailey, perhaps. <laughs> oh, Beetle. Oh my goodness. Uh, that dates us a little bit, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Perhaps Hendrix was taking dope and was sent to be examined by a medical officer <laughs> with negative results. Interesting. Taking dope. He has been undergoing group therapy at mental hygiene. I like that phrase, mental, mental hygiene. hygiene. Yes, I'm going to use it for myself. That's cold. With negative results. Uh-huh. Uh, in other words, we can't prove that he was on drugs and we can't reform him. Um, on 23rd of May, 1962, Hendrix missed bed check also <laughs> at that time. His pass privileges were withdrawn. However, Hendrix will readily admit to being off post without a pass showing no regard for, res- for regulations. 
Uh, so in other words, completely unapologetic about it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to do my time and whatever, right? So some other fun things from these forms. It sounds like a MASH episode on his own. True. You know? Well, and MASH, oh, MASH was brilliant for all mm-hmm. sorts of reasons. But you think about the misfits and the people who shouldn't be in the military, but still are. Right. Uh, Clinger. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the army being as efficient as it is, it, it asked the commanding officer also not only to write a nice long letter, which I have in front of me, um, but it also asked, okay, right, for the too long didn't read, right? The right. TLDR, uh, they did it back in the 1960s, apparently, but on paper. Right. Um, <laughs> here's a list. They asked him to list things oh, to gosh. summarize. Behavior problems, like we talked about. Right. Excessive supervision on duty, mm-hmm. again. Little regard for regulations, as we've seen. Jack. And finally, um, and given that this is a safe for work podcast, uh, he was apprehended, how shall we say? We used it as a euphemism growing up, shaking hands with the unemployed. <laughs> um, he was practicing self-love before it was he a He was thing. practicing, that's a, let's use that one, yes. <laughs> he was loving himself in the platoon area. <laughs> Well, he was supposed to be on detail. That to me, okay, I think we've moved well beyond just a casual disregard for military discipline and stuff. I That is beyond, don't you think? That's absolutely crazy. I mean, I just can't imagine how he thought that was okay somehow. Like, was that a Well, to me, action? I go beyond that and wonder, like, what mental block or deficiency was he experiencing that would cause that to be okay in his mind at that state at that time, right? Was there something else going on? So I am a, I, I graduated, I'm an EA um, and as an educator, there was always a thing that I used, um, you know, to get someone to work. And I, and I have a feeling it's, uh, this is the same with uh, our friend, Mr. Hendricks here. You know, it's called if and when, you know, it's like, if you do this, if you do this work, then you get the iPad. So I'm just imagining Hendricks going, if I practice this, then they're going to have to let me go. Yeah, well, that's a possibility too. We can't ask him. No, sadly we... (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I guess uh, in the end, was he rejected? Was he dishonorably discharged? Well, no. (laughs) This this was processed. Like we have these actual forms Mm -hmm. that were submitted. Um, Military.com... tells about what actually ended up happening and of course military.com puts a positive spin on it it's a little bit of propaganda of course um it outlines a few celebrities who everyone thinks were dishonorably discharged but who in fact weren't and so Hmm. an alleged ankle injury during a parachute jump gave hendrix the opportunity to bow out of active duty with an honorable discharge oh wow and military.com says this and he was happy to oblige he was given an honorable discharge and the chance to become a counterculture music legend well of course he was happy to oblige Mm -hmm. he gets to eat his cake and have it too yeah did i get that backwards have his cake and eat it too is that the way it's supposed to be that's the way it's supposed to be yeah but he was able to uh, it's clear that he was in trouble and get this, I mean, if it was under two years, the sentence is over. What, what better way to get discharged from the army after, what, three or four months? Well, your, sentence, your two-year sentence is served. So he's saving a bunch of time, too, mm. by deliberately 
uh, bending the rules, breaking them, so to speak, you know? Well, and going well and beyond, as we've well. discussed. <laughs> well and beyond. So I guess in the end, we have technically he was not dishonorably discharged, but I think it's safe to say that he was rejected from the military pretty soundly. Mm-hmm. But he got to have that nice letter that says, it's okay that I left. And so that wouldn't have affected a job application. Um, <laughs> who knows whether he actually had difficulty with that or not, or whether he just went right on to become a music legend. I don't know. And those are the stories we know of. Well, exactly. That's scary. <laughs> and how much time did I have to research this? I, you know, I'm sure there's way, way more. <laughs> And that was our first Rejected Central Mini. Let us know what you think by emailing us at rejectedcentral8 at gmail.com or through social media or through rejectedcentral.com, our website. And as always, be sure to subscribe, follow us everywhere on social media, and share, share, share. We love it when you share. And thank you for following us. And don't forget to send us your story, military or otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, This episode was sourced from all over, including the World Wide Web, military.com, and as I mentioned, Bill Shapiro's excellent book, Other People's Rejection Letters, Relationship Enders, Career Killers, and 150 Other Letters You'll Be Glad You Didn't Receive. (laughs) And thank you to Dave for letting me ambush him with this topic. Thank you, Mon General. Thanks for listening, Rejects. (laughs) We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.